Joining me today on the call is Cameron Arnett. He's an actor that's been in many TV and movie roles, and you know him in the Kendrick Brothers movie, Overcomer, as Thomas Hill. And he's been in Running the Bases with Brett Varville. We'll be talking about how he left Hollywood, how he got saved by Jesus, and more. Be sure to stay to the end for a word of encouragement from Cameron. Well, welcome to the call, Cameron. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Thank you so much for coming. It's an honor to have you here. You know, you're an actor after the heart of God. I can see that about you. And how does God lead you through the roles that you play? I often go back and take a look at what each role, what the message is, and, and to realize the through line of what God is saying to me as I go along. And, and, and uh, I, I think it became very apparent to me when I did Overcomer. And um, because it was such an honor to understand that God was actually putting me in the film where my the demonstration of the life that 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 Thomas Hill was leading is that connection to God, that that I, I, identity in Christ. And I, I really received him saying to me, I see you and I know you and um, that we are identified with each other. And so that was such a. Uh, um, an over-the-top, you know, reception uh, of that for me, and and it it was an honor, and I and I've since re- uh, looking at every role and 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 kind of like seeing um, what he, is he saying, and and um, the the very fact that I never even knew that I would be doing this again after I left Hollywood, I, and I my wife and I passed for eighteen years, and and so when God called us back in to this filmmaking perspective from a Christian, you know, from his his vantage point as Christians. Um, I was not expecting it, wasn't looking for it, didn't know it. And he made it very clear um, because I, in actuality, when when my wife came home and said to me that they wanted to see me for this film, and and I, I'm not even really sure if I knew I was a Christian filmmaker at the time, but uh, I, I walked away from her because all I, I can think was Hollywood. And um but God was reigniting this thing that I had not known that I, it was actually sowing a seed like 25 something years ago uh, and walking away from the industry in, in California. And so he made it clear that this is where he wants me to be. And it's because it took him two weeks to get me to actually go to this audition. And he told me specifically, I want you to go to this one. And so I went and, you know, I saw God do things in the audition that I had never been able to do. I hate auditioning. And uh, so he started really even then reeling me in and letting me know, no, this is this is me. And um, and as I came out of that, having received and and gotten that role, um, I I went back and I started, you know, bargaining with God. I said, you know, okay, if this is you, then give me the role that you want without me having to audition, which is kind of an impossibility within this industry. If you don't audition, you don't work. And so I I, I presented them an impossible task, according to man, uh, for me to know that this was you. And, and I want you to give me what you want, not for me to go after it, because I know what it was like before to clamor after the fame and the fortune and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't want to do anything but chase God. And so uh, he started doing exactly that uh, out of out of maybe... 35 films and TV series that I've done in these nine years, I've only auditioned the first one that he sent me to and one that I already had the role, but they just wanted to see me do what I can do with it. And so everything else has been audition free. 
And it's people just wanting me to be a part. And that's why it was very special for me to look at, okay, well, what are these roles? Because he's saying something to me. Not only is he saying something to the audience, but he's saying something to me. And so he has um, shown me relationship, you know, with him, where where we are together. And also from the perspective of, of what it's like when we're not, um, because it's one or two roles that I've done that the message has been, hey, this is the kind of life that um, people have when they're in the religious setting. This is the kind of life that people have when they're pharisaical. This is the kind of, you know, those kind of things. And so it gave me a, a, a bird's eye view, if you would, an, an internal view of what it would be like. And and you have this love and hate perspective of you, you hate what God hates, you love what God loves. And so it's been a it's been a wonderful, wonderful trek um, and it's brought me a lot closer to God. And it's also been a, a, a platform building thing, whereas now God is able to use me in more places around the world than I've ever been able to go before I got back into this. And so I'm I'm extremely grateful and humbled by it. And I realized that what God was saying was that I was kind of, I was really taking you out of the four walls and um and and letting me loose on the on uh, around the world. So um you know, and, and I still, I know we're just getting started. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what else, whatever else he has in mind. I love it. I love it. You know, I kind of know your story. I really have to, but before you answer that question, I want to know, like, as you were in your career and you took, you, you left Hollywood, okay, which we'll get to, and you'll talk about that. Mm. Did you, how did you depend on God? Like, did you say, well, now I'm not in Hollywood anymore. I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to get work. Did you like doubt? Did you, did you like hold your breath? Did you pray? I mean, what did no, you do? No. no, when I left Hollywood, I left the industry. I, I left acting altogether. You know, I hadn't planned on acting ever again. Um, I, I, I had gotten started on, in teaching the word when back in California, you know, as an, I, I went from, from congregant to praise team to uh, uh, usher to um, um, youth pastor, associate pastor. I mean, did the whole thing and really began to teach out there. As a matter of fact, the very first time that I was asked to teach, I said to the Lord, um, I only know one sermon. What am I going to do next week? Right. <laughs> and so it was, you know, it, it was, you know, I used to have to study for months to prepare for a word. And he let me do that, of course, because, you know, study is, is a normal everyday thing that you are to be involved in anyway. And so it's not study to teach, it's study to live, study to obey. And so that is an ongoing regardless of. Right. But in order to prepare a message, I used to have to do that. And God let me do that for, for maybe a couple of years. And as I went along, he would give me less and less before I actually went up to preach. Mm -hmm. And um, to the point where he said to me, no, no, you walk up to the podium and I will speak, I will speak through you. And, I, but he had to get me to that point um, because you talk about a trust factor. He had to get me to the point of understanding that, no, we were so one, I was so in the word. I, we were, that, that he had um, basically weaned me off the need to study, to teach. Mm -hmm. And um, that was that was an experience, but but it was extremely freeing and has been uh, freeing because now, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I look at myself as Christ walking into that situation, 
you know, Jesus said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. And and, I, and he made me understand that we as Christians ought to be able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's how we, we, my wife and I, we, that's how we live it. You know, I, my wife will go to the, 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 the grocery store and I may not see her for a couple of hours because she's ministering to someone. God has sent her in there. It's not just to shop. It's not just to get, but she has a, um, one-on-one, one-on-many <laughs> uh, ministry in the midst of shopping. And it's, that's how we think of things. We don't com compartmentalize life. Right. Um, we are Christ in that situation. Um, but he had to draw us to that understanding so that we we got comfortable with it. And, 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 uh, and coming to understand that even as we taught, even as we pastored, when we take a look at Ephesians, it talks about the whole point of the five-fold ministry is to get us to the perfect man, the full measure and stature of Christ. And sometimes we don't even realize that's the epitome of who we are mm -hmm. and that it's okay to live on that plane. Um, and so it's, 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 it's been a trek. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, you know, this is what we do and, and um, the acting and the, the filmmaking, the business is not anything different than being, you know, behind the pulpit. Yeah. So your backstory with your wife, were you always believers? Did you, you know, did you like jump in late, late in life or how'd you get to the point where you left Hollywood and well, go down that road? Well, you know, by the time that I got, you know, again, um, I, I was married before this. And so um, leave being, I, I started out in Miami. And when I started out in Miami, I was not saved. Uh, when I got into the industry, as a matter of fact, I got saved by getting into the industry. Um, I met somebody who was saved and they kind of tricked me into getting on stage and singing with them a song about Jesus of all things. And I'm like, what in, what in the world am I doing? Right. And then, but that song got me into the place of seeking and searching. And when I went back to, to school, I was at, at the U university of Miami at the time. And um, I only knew one person who was saved or at least went to church. And I so I went and followed him and, and and he took me into a church that taught me how to get saved every Sunday. And so I had a conscience, you know, I knew that I was I was I was different, but I didn't know how to stop being the old me. And so for five years, I was in torment. And it wasn't until I went from Miami to New York, New York to California, all those the that that uh, roundabout way back here to Atlanta. And in that time, I became more and more of a Christian um, I went to, when I went to New York, I ran into, uh, the Jews for Jesus and, uh, I got invited to this place called models for Christ. And this guy came and, and spoke and the Lord just kind of grabbed me. And, um, he spoke to me for like two hours through that man. And I've never been the same. And ever since then, from that point to receiving the Holy spirit and, and it, so it's been a, a, uh, a, a, a gradual to a point of 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 definite change to a, to explosion of Christianity, and by the time that they made me the offer of my first television series in California, uh, I was Christ first. I I that's who I was. That's how I lived and everything else. And it it you know it didn't always bring me good times because everyone around me wasn't necessarily Christ first. You know, but um, it made me make the right decisions, and those right decisions brought me to where I am today, uh, regardless of of all the fallout that that I've had because of it. But God reconstructed um, our lives, you know, uh, together, 
um, by being Christ first. And, and we make Christ first decisions. And sometimes they're not easy ones. Sometimes they're not what people understand, but we know that, that it's God speaking. And, and that gives us, that's, that gives us life. Yeah. How'd you meet BJ? Gosh, I met BJ eons ago. Um, I'm saying it loud because I'm she. I know she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> I met I met BJ eons ago, back in 1981. Um, I was one of three models who were uh, traveling between Miami to Atlanta, and uh, we would come back and forth, go back and forth, go back and forth. And one day we came up, and you know, unbeknownst to me, she had said to her uh, uh, client that she, you know, to the agents that she wanted to see new people. And so I come in as one of those new people. And I auditioned for her and uh, she gave me this crazy, because again, neither one was, was saved. She gave me this crazy attitude while I'm, you know, <laughs> auditioning and I kind of lit into her back. And that was how we, that's how we met. <laughs> and, um, but I think that even God used that because the, our directness to each other kind of made us go, huh? You know, um, this is somebody that's formidable in a sense. And we became friends after that. She hired me and we did a lot of fashion shows, those kind of things. And that's how we met. Um, but again, at that time, I was married. And so we became uh, professional friends. We became um, um, friends in that. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm, I'm going to try not to go too far ahead, but the her, her best friend and myself, uh, at the point in time that that I met her, she was also in, in a relationship with somebody that it was like cat cat dogs and cats, right, fighting each other. And and we God used us to deprogram her from that relationship, wow. you know. So even even at that point in time, God was moving and doing things that we did not know necessarily how in depth it was going to be. You know, um, but that's how we met. And we we through the industry, through fashion shows, through the, the acting. And once I left Atlanta um, and went to New York, I left. Uh, uh, I'm not sure how long I was in Atlanta, but I, I left Atlanta, went to New York and went straight into the acting. You know, no modeling. Just, well, no, I did modeling for, for a certain amount of time, but uh, we had lost touch. And then by that point, I I gotten saved, you know, and, and when I got saved, you know, when you get saved, you call everybody that you used to know, right? Hey, you need, you need <laughs> yeah. to know Jesus. You need to know. She, <laughs> she, she was one of the ones that I called and said, well, you know, I know Jesus. You need to know Jesus. And she's like, what do you think you are? I know Jesus, too, kind of a thing. <laughs> and so we were kind of still in the same vein, even though we knew Jesus. And so um, um, and, and time goes on. And then one day I'm in New York. And I get a phone call and, and it's from her. She says, um, I have had a son and I've only known two people with a character that I want my son to have. My grandfather, who was a primitive Baptist preacher and you. And she said, would you mind if I named my son after you and my grandfather? Wow. And, you know, it's like time stood still. Right. You know, I'm sitting there with my ex-wife, wife at the time, and I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, is it OK? You know, that kind of thing. And so uh, she named him Cameron, Cameron Clay. Clay was was uh, her grandfather. So Cameron Clay. And so, again, 
I lost touch with them after that point for six years. So from that, from that point, I go from New York to California, Uh, wife and I, we moved to California. And um, by that point in time, I had really become a serious, definite Christian. And my ex-wife at the time was not going that route. Didn't want to go that route. And so when she decided to leave because she had she decided to get a divorce. So she decided to leave. And it had been maybe two years after that, that I'm I mean, all when I when I when I was in California, they, they, they wanted me to do partial body nudity, which is why I left, you know, the whole business and everything else. Because I was Christian, I couldn't do that. And so I, I ended up bankrupt. I mean, lived in the back room of a woman who was on welfare. And I had my desk, my my couch and books. And I was studying one day and the Holy Spirit said to me, you haven't seen your godson because I was I became uh, her her son's godson, godfather. And I, she said, uh, God said to me, you haven't seen your godson in six years. Um, why don't you try to find him and see, you know, how he's doing? So I had a box of cards and the young lady who had and I who had deprogrammed her. Well, she was the one that I found her card. And she had become a, uh, uh, at that point in time, she had become a, um, a makeup artist for Tyler Perry. And so I call her and I'm saying, look, I'm looking for Cameron. Um, do you have any numbers on BJ? And she gave me three numbers. So for a month, I was calling that those numbers. And finally, uh, she ends up picking up the phone. And so we're talking on the phone and we talked for five hours. Wow. The very first time I actually reached back and spoke to this woman. And um, within the, within the, maybe the first two hours, God said to me, that's your wife. And so again, time stands still. I haven't seen this woman in six years. Haven't seen them. What? And, and and so I have no clue what's going on. I got, but I I hear God say that's your wife. And so we we're, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And within that fifth hour, we were getting married. And it was crazy. I don't advise that for anybody unless you hear God. But <laughs> you know, but unless it's, unless it's, unless you're sure it's God. And so what 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 happened after that was I you know like I said I was uh, by that point in time I was an associate pastor at a church, and I had an assistant. And I said to her, I said, you know what? Um, this is what God has said to me. And I'm going to fly to Atlanta and sit across the, you know, the table from this woman. And if this is what I heard is true, then I will know. And so it just so happened that Cameron's birthday was coming up. So I came to Atlanta uh, from California and um, she picks me up, quote unquote, late, which is I don't do late. OK, which, you know, the, the plane got there early. OK. Uh, if I, you know, now I know that, but I, I, at, the, I, I, at that point in time, I thought she was late and I don't do late. And I was fuming. Oh my God. I was, I was heated up. This woman is picking me up late. God, you've got to be kidding. This cannot be the woman that you have for me. I do not do late. And so I was fuming. And so she picked me up in this turquoise blue mommy van, which was another killer. You know, And I'm like, oh God, you're going to be kidding me. Lord, I'm having this conversation with God in my head. You've got to be kidding me. And so we part to talk. And when we when she like turned off the car, I heard God say, that's your wife. Mm. And um, we tell people we didn't get married because we love each other. We got married because we love God and obey God. Oh, that's good. And, it, and, and, and in, in that obedience is when we really started to find 
a connection with God that was over even beyond what we had before. Because in order for us to get married, to stay together, to do all, we had to follow God so succinctly um, that, and people didn't understand, people didn't get us at all. And, um, but here we are 25 years later, you know, God knew what he was talking about. He, 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 he made the orchestration um, and it was through, you know, uh, my godson, who is now my son. Wow. You know, it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm giving you the I'm giving you the short version, believe it or not. And it's a phenomenal God orchestrative kind of story that you can't make up. It, you know, God, God will take us from sin and even through the actions of sin, through the actions of confusion, don't know what, don't know, and, and still be connecting dots for where he's taking you in the future. Um, and it's mind blowing and it's humbling and, um, we're very grateful, Yeah, you know, because we realize that God got us here and, and, in the process, process of him getting us here, he also taught us obedience, which has got, brought us a whole new level of grace, uh, goodness and, and, and glory. I mean, God, God is just like manifesting things that, that, um, um, we, we've been taught how not to lose it yeah boy what a story wow i love the way god works i love the way that he is so gentle and merciful and when he comes to you he doesn't he he just gently tells you he just Mm -hmm. how how you should walk and what you should do well you and her have such an amazing business together. You're you're the CEO of Cami Ornette Production Studios and the mm-hmm. founder of Christ Over Career. What are those and you know, how are they changing lives? Well, you know, again, uh caps, we call it again, all the caps behind me. Yeah. Christ over career. I mean, uh uh Cami Ornette Production Studios. That is the production company. That's where we, uh, 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 I guess, uh, concentrate on building content that will change lives. Um, we shot our first feature film. We've, you know, done a, a few short films. We uh, uh, have a, a couple of different talk shows that we we produce. So all those things, and we produce with other people ten other films uh, up to this point. And so uh, it's really about bringing Christ to the mainstream. Um, taking him out of the four walls, building content that people can see and understand how to live life. There's something beautiful about watching a film and being able to have that aha moment. That's how you do it. That's how you live life. That's how you make that decision. That's what it looks like. Because as humans, we we learn by observation, we learn by visually and 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 and, and didactic as far as teaching. But when the, when you put those things together, they remain. You know, when you put something in a song, when you put something in a film, they remain with us more than we could ever get by just studying the word. And so it's a beautiful programming of the mind and of people. And so that's what uh, uh, Caps is all about. You know, and the, you know, again, with with all of what you see behind us, the 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 mantra, if you would, the 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 slogan or or, or motto of the company is "Many hats, one mind." Mm-hmm. We do many things, but only one mind governs. Is that the mind of Christ? Yeah. And so, no matter what we put our hands to, 
we allow God to be the Lord of it and how we handle it and how, 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 if we even get involved with it, it has to be a God command, a, a God leading, a God unctioning. Uh, if not, we don't get involved. We don't do that. And we don't do it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and he's been extremely faithful um, and, and matriculating us from thing to thing. And, and, and that's kind of how even Christ over Korea came into being, because as I started giving my testimony um, concerning how I left Hollywood, the through line, even in secular media, they were picking up that I made a Christ over Korea uh, decision and it became a through line of life. And so now it is part of the ministry and God is just excelling. I mean, blowing into that. He's caressing it. He's loving it. He's blowing on it like crazy. And we we, we uh, did a, um, a, a kickoff in New York of Christ over Korea. So we went to New York and did the kickoff there because that's where, you know, I I I uh uh look at the the onset of my Christianity was in New York. And so I uh I went back to the old stomping ground, if you would, and started Christ over Korea there. And um it's been we've been going from from church to church, city to city ever since. And we have Indiana coming up, we have LA coming up, and it's basically a calling to the church to come back to Christ as Lord. We are calling the church back to the Lordship of Christ. And as we uh, 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 declare the word in, in these quote unquote seminars and conferences, we start to see the light turn on the, you know, in people's heads. And they realize that there's a difference between going to church, the difference be between even being in ministry and actually following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you, they, they realize, wait a minute, this is this is how you make decisions. This is what you do. This is how you live, and it's like an aha moment. But you're we're we're realizing people want that. They just didn't know that that's how it's done. And so we're finding a lot of 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 you know uh, breathing that air now as we go from church to church is that people are not pushing back. They're saying yes. This is what I've needed to know. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a there's a a, a a reconnecting, but there's also a, what we're finding is a disconnect with the people of God, thinking that they're running away from God. No, no, no. We just haven't shown them the epitome of of being or having that lifestyle mm -hmm. to the full measure and stature of Christ. Think about this. I I, I said to, to 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 a group of people. You know, we always talk about how broken we are, but the whole point is yes, you're broken. Yes, you come in broken but you shouldn't stay broken. If, if the whole point of Christ is to get you to become like Jesus, the man that we see in scripture, then Jesus wasn't broken. Mm -hmm. So there is a point in place to which we're supposed to have that, that, that mantle of understanding. If Paul could get there, why can't you get there? Yeah. That's God's intent. And so we can't just have Jesus and Paul we have to have Jesus and multiple Jesus says he's the firstborn of our many brethren. Mm -hmm. And so the brothers are just the same. We, we have made his image and likeness. The whole point is to be conformed to his image. And, I mean, all of that is scripture. And so when we start giving that to people, we start realizing they want to breathe that air. Mm -hmm. And they're able to breathe that air because the Holy Spirit is inside of them to breathe that air, just like he's inside of me, inside of you. Yes. Um, and so our lives are not necessarily... Um, they may be inspirational. They may be a, 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 a method of watching and showing a standard. 
but they're not, you know, peculiar to us. Mm-hmm. We're not special. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, this is what God wants for each, each and every one. And that's what the whole Christ over Korea is, is, is about bringing people to the understanding of the Lordship of truly following Christ so that they can have the abundant life, the more than enough life, the 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 eternal life, the 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 all of what Jesus said that we, he he came to give mm-hmm. is through obedience. He he describes love for him by obedience, mm-hmm. and so if we may say that we love him, but if we don't till we obey him, to him we haven't loved him yet. Yeah, you know when I look at you, the the when you first started to, to talk, I I thought of how the word washes over you, and you're washing the word. So that that's beautiful. That's what the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit put my, on my heart for you, oh, um, that you and your mm-hmm. wife are doing that through this ministry. And so before we end, um, would you like to leave my audience with anything today? The thing that you need to understand is that God has no respect of persons. And the same life that he has and or he has intended for one, he's meant for all. The same way that it's not his desire that any would perish, that's not his will. But people perish because that's the choice that they make. But it's the same thing as a Christian. God has no favorites. We're all his favorites. But God has those who are obedient and those who just go to church or those who are just nominal. You know, again, he says there are four kinds of ground and only one is good. And in that one good ground, there's 64, there's 104, there's 34. So it, it really depends on you. The intensity to which you want to uh, uh, obey God is also the intensity to which God will use you and also bless you to be a blessing, an extension of him to the world. And so just know that God is in love with you. He's not angry with you. He's not He's not trying to beat you over the head with a bat. He's he, none of that. He is he is he is empathetic. He is he is gracious. He is merciful. And everything about him wants to do you good. So run to God, obey God. Don't let what it looks like make you think that it's going to fail. He won't let you fail. He's going to unravel the life that you put together, but he's going to unravel it so that he can actually put together the life that he intended. Just stay obedient no matter what, and God will do it. You'll see him happen. There is a calling on your life. In Isaiah 52, 7, It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Do you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus? There is a calling on your life. God speaks to you every day. Are you listening to the call?